Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome into another edition of More Outdoors. Now, this one hasn't been on 30 years by any means. This one is a lot less, uh, hasn't quite had the longevity of the network show. It's been on now, gee, I don't know. Keith, do you remember how long More Outdoors? Seven, eight years maybe? At least five, maybe more. But anyway, the way you listen to it, and if you're listening, you, you've discovered it. You can listen to it on the website. You can listen to it at radio.com. There's several ways to pick it up, and we're going to continue to take your text messages on our memories of the 5 to 7 show. We're also uh, taking phone calls. The phone number here is 504-260-6368. You're going to hear from uh, a former uh, board operator, not board operator, but a producer who did our call screening for us for over a decade, Cheryl Blanchard. We're going to be talking to her. Also, uh, some other folks that were part of this program for a long, long time. And I'm going to let you hear what I consider one of the funniest shows we've ever done. It was a a spoof. It was an April Fool trick. And the reaction from the listeners, you're going to get to hear some of that. So all that's still ahead. But right now, I want to introduce someone that that began listening to this radio program a long time. His dad was a friend of mine, also his brother. Uh, I remember him as a little kid. And then one day, I, I got a letter from Afghanistan. And there was someone there that said, we miss listening to your show. Is there any way you can? Of course, we had no Internet back then. This was pre-cell phones. There was no way to get it over there. And besides, there was a lot of security clearance problems. So we agreed to make a tape, a cassette tape, and send that to Afghanistan every week until you and your Louisiana guys stationed over there came back. Tell us how that went. Uh, Rob Gibbs, you were SFC when you got out? Staff sorry. Okay. So, yeah, in 2003, uh, we, we deployed over, and, and, of course, all the guys were local to Louisiana, and everybody was familiar with the show, but with the Internet not being available and the technology not being available, uh, Don's exactly right. The only way to, to get that over was by cassette tape, and uh, evidently cassette tapes must have been in demand because when he sent us one after we listened to it, we had to package it up and send it back so he could re-record over it. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, that's the frugality of the, the thriftiness of the show, yeah, so this that operation. Was 2003, so we're talking you know, quite a minute. So, yeah, evidently they were in demand. But, no, we, we did receive those in. Obviously, they were about three or four weeks delayed because of the mail and so forth. But it was enough to keep us going and keep us connected with what was going on back here. And then uh, when we got back, we just kind of picked right back up where we left off. But that was something that we all appreciated. Uh, something we looked to. Um, it wasn't always Saturday morning. Sometimes we held the tapes, even though we may have got them in on a Wednesday or Thursday. We held them the Saturday morning, and uh, and just kind of had our Saturday morning thing, just like here. But we really appreciate you doing that. I mean, we understand you didn't have to, or and uh, but it did make things much better for us when we were over there deployed. Well, I got to tell you, Rob, I realized how significant it was because when I was stationed overseas, they used to send me publications and i'd get them once a month and it was like a treasure we, we waited in the mail room to get it and, and i know what that meant to you guys who are very passionate about hunting and fishing to be able to get a little piece of home and i was really glad to do it and i want to thank you again for that that little treasure you gave me which was that afghanistani homemade decoy it sits in my office at saint hubert's cathedral very prominently and it's one of the most treasured possessions i have thank you so much for getting yeah that. no worries that's one of my two um i've got a set of those and uh for those that don't know it, it kind of surprised me but 
you know, I expected when I got over there to see a bunch of sand and maybe burying the ground. But in uh, one of my outings, they, we came across some uh, dammed up water. It was ponds. And, and, and to me, it looked like ducks floating on the water. And as we got closer, I realized they were decoys and they were actually working decoys. But they didn't float. They had a little hole drilled in the bottom and a stake and they kind of drove them into the ground just above the water. But it was a really crude carving of a duck and then they burned it to make it black and then that's what they used to lure in their their whatever type of bird it was. It looks like an ibis and they weren't real picky about what they hunted over there. No, they, they weren't. And, uh, but I, I had to get some of those and, and I, I, at first I just wanted one. Well, the guy came back and he gave me three and I said, well, I only want two and I know the perfect person for the third one. So that's how it ended up over at your place. Uh, so it's a prized possession and thank you so much. And thanks for coming, thanks for coming by. by. Yeah. I appreciate thank it. Well, always good years. to see you. Hopefully some more. Don't forget, Don't forget the sign on the Absolutely. way out. We appreciate you coming by. Staff Sergeant Rob Gibbs, a really great guy serving in the military. There's so many doing what they do so we can do what we do over here. Cherie, you got some more text messages for us? Yes. Um, hey, Don, congratulations on your 30th anniversary. Hopefully you'll be able to join Jason Branch and I for a woodcock hunt soon. Jason has a new Boykin, so some more bird dog folks out there. That was from Pat McCann and Metairie. Congrats, Don, on 30 years of fun. Great to be here with you from the start. Thanks, Don. Bucktown Glenn. Oh, yeah, Bucktown Glenn. He's a long-time listener. And this one I actually remember um, was taking in the answers for the trivia question. One of my oldest memories of the show was the question, what do monkeys, tigers, and elephants have in common? Nobody Don't you have the answer yet? Close Maybe to say, nobody could get it all right, so we could leave it out there. Um, there that go. came in from Damon. We'll hold off on giving the answer, but we appreciate that memory, Damon. You were pretty sharp, Damon. If someone knows the answer, text us, 8787. Or call us if you want to chat, 260-6368. Area code is 504. Any more? Um, yeah, happy anniversary from Opelousas. We love listening to you wherever it is that they can find you. All right. All right, we come back after this. Uh, I'm going to play some of the excerpts. First thing I'm going to do, everybody thinks this is a dream job, Sharice. Oh, man, you get to hunt and fish for a living. When y'all come back, you're going to hear a list of messages that I get on my answer machine and see if you still agree with that. We'll be right back to do it. You listen to More Outdoors. We're celebrating 30 years on the air at Bayou Adventures in Lacombe, Louisiana. Don Dubuque, along with Cherie, Janice Lamont, Shannon Bordelon, Jeff Bordelon, Dean Galatis is here, Ronnie Grice, Rob Gibbs, Keith Lusher. We got a gang. Come on by and get some breakfast and coffee and chat with us. We'll be right back after this. All right, Don Dubuque along with uh, Cherie Dubuque, and uh, Sunshine is out here at Bayou Adventures in Lacombe. If you want to come by, we're having a great time celebrating 30 years on the air. I'm going to let you listen to my recorded messages. i got some select ones you want to hear, but before we do that, we got to get to that text message, Cherie. You know, that's what I really love about this audience. We have got a creative audience. Tell them what they're texting in here. Um, so we did get a report from Joe Lawson who says he loves the reports and the stories you present every Saturday morning. Keep up the great work. And here's one that uh, all had us laughing a little bit. 30 years, question mark, exclamation point. Happy anniversary. You've been such a fixture here for so long. I just assume you came with Iberville and Bienville. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> Sometimes um, I feel like I was here with Iberville and Bienville, too. Yeah, but that was you came a little later than yeah, those guys. Yeah, a little guys. later. Slightly yeah. later. All right, here's what I want you to listen to. If Doug will pull uh, bite 0757. This is what sometimes after a long, hard day I come home to. Listen to this. You're listening to Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Now, here's Don. 
All righty, and uh, I want to thank you callers that are already calling in. Uh, Mike checked in, and he said, don't leave. You're the only person for the locals. We want you here to stay. Another call from uh, Sportsman's Haven. Uh, stay with this job. Don't go, and that kind of thing. Well, uh, first of all, you got to realize I've got a, a real good offer that I'm really considering on taking advantage of, and uh, maybe after you find out more about it, uh, you'll understand. But let me tell you. A lot of people think this is a real easy job, and what I do besides this radio show on Saturday mornings is I do a, a weekly TV feature. I also write for newspapers and magazines, and, boy, I tell you, the weeks just seem to run into one another. And, you know, when you've been out all day long, 10, 12 hours, you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and get a good early start, and then you come home, you'd like to relax. But let me let you listen to what I have to listen to when I come home. Now, this is just a... Typical day on Don Dubuque's answer machine. This is Alice Brulet. I was wondering if I might have caught uh, rain trout that might uh, be the weight limit. It's uh, 17, 16 and a half inches long to 17 inches long. See that lady's in distress. They, they don't know whether to eat the fish or it might be a state record. You know, it was a big fish for a state record. And then there's more. Now, take, take this guy, for example. Now. Hey, Miss Don, this is Ron Sam. I love Look, I'm just calling to see if you had any bird dogs. I know uh, a couple years back, uh, somebody told me he had some bird dogs. And uh, I was just curious if he had some. had any puppies he's wanting to get rid of. If you get a chance to and you have some, give me a call at 8585. Now, you got to Bye-bye. Yeah, okay, sure. I'll, I'll find you some bird dogs. No problem. Now, listen to this guy. You know, people are always looking for you. And not only are they looking for you, but they also are, are, are wanting to borrow things. Now, take a listen to this next guy. There's that guy again. Now, listen to this guy. Scott, uh, I was calling to see if you might somehow, in, in your toy closet, stitch a camel. I feel sorry for him, but they want the clothes right off your back. And then listen to this mess. Don Allen, Gentry, Don Um, 
got contacted me. And if y'all are not going to be able to make it or you are going to make it, please call, give me a call and confirm. Thank you. And isn't that a mess you got to straighten out when you come home after working 12 hours? But look, it keeps going. It goes on and on and on. go into the dog sales business, I'd probably do pretty good there. I get a lot of people looking for that. And it goes on and on. There's more. Still looking for me. Chuck Smith. I thought about it, you know, but never really took it serious. And I tell you what, we got more of them, too. heard from her. Let's, let's see. <laughs> She's calling back about whether to eat her record fish or not, poor thing. But let's see. We got some more coming here. Okay, Chuck, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. Sleeping at 1035 when you get up at 4? What Chinese man? And then I can't leave early on Friday because I see, there you go. Problem after problem after problem. This is not an easy job, and you folks think that it's so much fun. <laughs> when we come back, got a couple of callers online. Uh, still, I'm going to tell you what this new job offer is that I have, and I want you to call and let me know whether you think I should take it or stick with what I'm doing. We'll be back with more of the Outdoor Show right after this. You were listening to an excerpt from a show we did back in 1994. That was a compilation of actual messages that came off of my answer machine. Cherie, we getting some more text messages in? Yeah, um, here's another person that has uh, been Looking a for long a dog? time. No, well, I don't know if they're going to eat a fish or weigh it for a record. We well, there is there is a story about a dog. So Jan Benitez is the person who I bought oh, my first Jan. Australian Shepherd from, yeah. and John Wade was our veterinarian mm-hmm. for a long time. She says, "Hey, Don and family, Jan Benitez here." John, Wade, and I love waking up on Saturdays to the sound of your voice on the radio. We've shared many cups of coffee with, <laughs> with you, whether you know it or not. Keep on keeping on with love and good fish and good eating and good friends. Nice to hear from Jan. She's become quite the accomplished angler, too. She posts a lot of pictures on Facebook catching bass out of their pond up there and other places, too. Well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of us Martha, Jan, uh, female anglers out there. Y'all taking over, taking over the whole sport. Thank you, Don, for 30 years. I look forward to listening to you every weekend. Um, lots of messages still coming in. Now, here's a guy. Um, I've been knowing him a long time since he was a little bitty kid, and he actually is a reporter now on Keith Lush's show, the North Shore Fishing Report. That's Chris Basie. He wanted to say congratulations for 30 years. Uh, what I could be. Oh, wish, wish I could, he could be, be there. there. But he's out on a West Pearl tournament. You sold me out for a fishing trip. I got you, Chris. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to take another break here. We come back, and we'll let you talk to some of these folks that are here. We're going to chat with Ronnie Grice, a former Slidell Sportsman's League member, and Cheryl Bland. Cheryl's been on hold. i got to get to Cheryl right after this break. She's up first, and we're going to talk to Ronnie. Shannon's here with the Bayou Adventures. We're going to talk to them. And you, too. Call us. Phone numbers. Deb Albertson. Whew, I hope we got enough to we hit till 9 o'clock, right, on the air? Okay, Deb <laughs> Albertson's checking in, too. All of y'all stay there. We're back to chat with you right after this. 
And daughter Cherie is here with us, helping out. Glad she came here to buy you adventures. And, you know, Cheryl's going to get mad. She understands this because she used to answer those phones and put people on hold. And we've had her on hold for a long time. But I can't wait to say good morning to Cheryl Blanchard, who handled these phones on our show for over a decade. Cheryl, thanks for being with us this morning. Oh, good morning, Don. Oh, happy. Congratulations on 30 years. Wow. Uh I mean, time flies, but you haven't missed a beat. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm listening to all that intro, the music. I knew every fishing song for the last <laughs> 12 years I have memorized. Somebody played it on a jukebox years ago, Louisiana Saturday night, and I was like, whoa, that's every morning, every Saturday morning. <laughs> it was like deja vu all over again. It I'll was like deja vu. I was like, I have no idea anybody. But no, most people that knew me knew that I went actually from one job straight to you in the morning, uh, you know, to be there. Thank goodness it's radio because I don't even know what I was dressed in half the time. <laughs> oh, but you know we had some fun. And tell people what it's like. What kind of people were calling up at five o'clock on a Saturday morning? Oh man, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, there's a reason why they put a warning sign on the hair dryer: do not use in bathtub because <laughs> we have. Uh, some interesting characters. I was cracking up on the lady about the fish that she bought from the supermarket because you would have that. And some of your trivia answers when you used to do the trivia, and they were just, I mean, at least 60 calls I would take. And the answer, the guesses or what they would say, I was just like cracking up. But then, you know, people started catching on by Googling. But before that, they participated, and it would be up to one time, I think it was five minutes before the end of the show. People were still calling yeah. in. I was like, you got him this time. And then <laughs> uh, another memory I have of you is, um, you know, you'd bring in, I, th- I don't, it was a beef jerky. And I remember thinking, eating beef jerky at like 530 in the morning, that's probably not super normal. But after I took a few bites, I, I want to say it wasn't deer. It was like Nutria or something I was eating. Some kind of jerky you gave me and Al Cazanay that we used to work with us. And I was like, well, you know, you, a hunter gives you anything to eat. You, you just got to take the risk of what you're putting in your mouth. But, you know, just know it's dead. <laughs> you know, Cheryl, you mentioned Al Cazanay, and, you know, that brings back some memories. And the funny story about Al was you mentioned that jerky. Well, I don't know if you were there or not, but uh, I brought in Pete Javenko is a deer processor, and you probably remember him. And he ma- he was kind of experimenting when he first started making jerky. And Pete didn't consider himself a good judge of his products. So he would get people to taste test it and give him feedback to tell whether he needed to add something or whether it was not worth pursuing. Well, he gave me a huge bag of his first batch of venison jerky. And I brought it to the station, and I gave it to Al to taste and give me some feedback. Well, while I was in the the broadcast booth and he was in the control room, that man ate the entire bag. Now, he didn't realize that it was very spicy and that jerky is dehydrated. So what was the first thing he did? He went and got a big, huge pitcher of water, and he started drinking all this water, and it rehydrated the jerky in his stomach, and I thought he was going to die. <laughs> he was rolling around in pain. That sounds about right with him. I feel like he even told me that story in there because he'd always, that's what it was. It was the deer jerky. It was, and uh, you had brought some something similar to that, and that, I feel like he told me that story as we were eating the other ones that you had brought back. 
We can always rely on you for jerky and donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the donuts. <laughs> in fact, Tom and Raynell checked in with us earlier. They were the ones that had that sweet thing in grill, and they would always give me so many donuts, they'd last a whole weekend, and sometimes on Monday morning they'd still be. I think they yes, gave me seven yes. or eight dozen of donuts to bring in there. It, it's, it was you know, a serious deal. You know, the other thing that Al Kazanave, he is the voice of the beady-eyed bird. And I'm going to ask Doug to yep. pull that up and let me know when he gets it, because that's worth playing again and letting the audience hear that. That was Al's claim to fame that he did that. He had the perfect voice. He to has do a that, deep that voice, trick. yeah. So much yeah, face, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, Cheryl, no, sounds but... like you, you're having a, a, a success. You found success after the Don Dubuque show, so I'm glad for you. But, but I sure do miss, miss you guys, and I do tune in and listen for sure. <laughs> Well, but, uh, tell everybody no, hello, an honor. And, and thanks again, Cheryl, for your over a decade of hard work and helping make the show what it is. We really appreciate it. Oh, you. yeah, no, thank you. And my father, my family says hello back to you, by the way. So. Certainly tell them. <laughs> thanks again. Oh. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Cheryl Blanchett. Boy, well, great to see Cheryl. And, boy, what a hard worker she was. She wasn't kidding. She went from job to job to job and I actually felt sorry for her. Anyway, um, let's see. We, when Doug gets that uh, beady-eyed bird ready, we'll play that for you. But let's get to some more text messages because they're coming in, Cherie. Yeah, so we have someone who was actually um, working with our un- my Uncle David. He says, congratulations. He worked with David. He was a good friend with him, who was also an avid outdoorsman, our Uncle David. He said, bless you and your family, and I mean that in the most serious, uh, sincerest of ways, Chat McCullough. Um, from the intro to the song, intro song, right through the bad boys, I appreciate what y'all do. Thank you, and congratulations from Rusty Amarapaw. So he knows the whole format. Oh, yeah. So He's obviously, a real listener. yeah, longtime listener. Happy 30th anniversary. Great show from Rip Alleman. We know Reed, Reed Alleman. Sings Absolutely. the intro song, uh, you know, Don Dubuque theme song, and he also did, he did the song that I wrote, the one and only song I've ever written called Coco Dree. I see we got Mike Benj. Can you find the rest of Mike's Yeah, it says, congratulations on 30 years. Um, my favorite memory was from 2001 when you put together a duck hunt at the Beau Rivage camp in Venice, and our good friend, the late Hokey Gajon, was there. Thanks for the memories from Mike. Yeah, Stan Brock was in on that one, too. That was a great trip and brings back some really good memories. Thanks, Mike. Mike's been a good friend, owner of the Delacro Corporation, and provides duck hunting for a lot of folks over that way. All right, we have the beady-eyed bird is ready to go. This was, and I've never revealed who the beady-eyed bird was, but it was Al Kazanave, the guy who OD'd on the jerky. But here's his version of the beady-eyed bird. I am reason unhinged, creator of despair. I am that which sets your pulse to race and your blood to boil. It's in my name, Don. You abandon family and responsibility. My name, you deprive yourself of rest. And for what purpose? To match wits with a beady-eyed bird. But there's no contest, because I am an escape artist, a master of survival, one attuned to an environment of peril. Raccoons, coyotes, owls, hawks, these don... Oh, they're my real enemies. But you, (laughs) you are nothing but child's play. You don't think I hear you talking through me through wood, reed, or slate. Sometimes you sound so seductive, I must investigate. 
But I know you, and I know you, Don, better than you know yourself. So I have you wait, and wait, and wait. For you are not patient creatures. I watch, and you move, and I am gone. What an Academy Award performance by Al Kazanave as the beady-eyed bird. Boy, that was great. That was wonderful. We play that on the opening weekend of every turkey season. Speaking of turkeys and hunting, Dean Galatis joins us now. Long time, buddy. Dean, you're a frequent listener to the show. How long have you been listening to the radio program? I bet you I've been listening for about, uh, I don't know, since I was about 14 or so. Wow. But, um, you know, I used to tour uh, playing music, you know, for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. And, uh, you know, whether it be on a, you know, a tour bus or a uh, Big Al's van, and uh, it would keep us it would keep us awake all the way home. <laughs> we usually coming from you know. You weren't getting up. You were getting coming in. I was coming in, <laughs> and I was like, oh well, I know where everybody's hunting. You know, I know what the weather's going to be. And uh, but uh, you know, we used to get it. I, I I remember one time it was north of Nashville, and we was picking up your show up there it was i was like wow that's you know that's incredible yeah well that's the strength of wwl you know the powerhouse but now with the internet you can pick it up easily all over the country you and i share a passion and that's bird hunting with bird dogs and we have sisters you've got latte you brought her here to buy you adventures she's turned out to be a fine beautiful dog she she's one of the best i've had uh the the best retriever bird dog i've ever had you know bird dog breed you know a point but uh I really, uh, I know, she's, and she's not even, you know, she's just getting started, so it's going to be great. We just need to find places to bird hunt, you know. Uh, I live right here locally around Lacombe, and, and they used to have, I don't know, 20 cubbies of quail around here, and now if you could find one quail, you uh, you hit the jackpot, you know, around here. So I would really, I, it, would, it would be good if the uh, wildlife and fisheries would do something to help. It really is a a lost uh, heritage here in this area, and it's happened in most places across the country. If you go far out west and up to the Midwest and north, you can find some wild birds there. But, you know, other than that, places like Crane Creek, uh, you know, the the Covey Rise that has the, the, the birds, the dogs don't know any difference. They enjoy it. And I know some people that miss them, too, every once in a while, you know. Well, Dean, uh, tell us about Abby, you know, your daughter. Not only is that German shorthair a great retriever, pointer, and hunter, but uh, what a family pet. I can't get over how the relationship those two have. It's like a member of the family. Uh, her and the 12-year-old, uh, my 12-year-old daughter, they play like litter mates. <laughs> but uh, actually, she's a better dog handler. This is really her dog. Uh, I have her on a leash here today, but, I mean, uh, Abigail, this dog can do, she could jump over hurdles through hoops. She goes on a, she's got an optical course in our backyard that uh, they do. And, I mean, she hasn't been in no competitions, but I could teach her to sit. And uh, that's about it. Uh, Abigail, <laughs> she's got to take credit for the rest. Well, she came hunting with us, but she didn't handle a gun. Is she going to take up the hunting with the gun, or is that not her thing? 
Yeah, I don't know if it's her thing. I mean, she shoots guns usually at targets, you know, so she's more into just the experience. She doesn't mind cleaning uh, birds or nothing or anything like that. And she loves to handle the dog, you know. But, you know, it's just a good experience to put them around, you know. Well, she's great to have along. Dean, thanks for coming by and chatting with us. And uh, we'll be seeing you as soon as the bird season opens. We'll get the dogs out again and do some more hunting with them. And thank you for all you do, Don. Quite welcome, Dean. Thank you. Dean Galatis, one of the local guys right around here. Keith Lush is here. Come on over, Keith. Keith is the host of a fishing show, a hunting show, called North Shore Fishing Report. He has a website by the same name. Keith, how long have you been involved with More Outdoors Radio? It's been five years, Don. Five I years, tell you huh? what, Time, time goes by, huh? Yeah, i tell you what. Tell people years. about the show. Well, you know, it's an incredible opportunity to bring something that I do as far as website, how I got my start with website, and now, you know, writing for the Slidell Independent and you with the radio, it's really come full circle as far as all media forms, and I, and I appreciate the opportunity to do that, but uh, we kind of encompass everything that we see on the website as far as personalities and, pe- you know, certain people fish certain areas, certain people don't, don't even have a boat, they just fish from land, they give their, their certain reports from there, and you know, you kind of get to know everybody on, on the website, and we try to bring that to the North Shore Fishing Report as, you know, sometimes I'll read out reports that I see and just stories that I hear, and it's not all straight fishing reports. It's, it's you know, information. It's a report. It's stories, stories that that, that we can uh, associate with and, and that we, you know, that kind of warms our hearts sometimes. And like I tell the people on the website, you know, the the no catch reports are good too because they're real. You know, that, that's what the website is. It's, and it, it sometimes it gets to where it's a lot of work. You get for tired you of hearing. It's a lot of work. But it's but it but it's worth it. It's all worth it because uh, you know you meet a lot of good people. Uh, you stay busy. You know, staying busy is is one of the things that I find is. is very gratifying. As Those three as, girls aren't enough to keep ooh, you busy. I'll tell you what, yeah, I didn't, I didn't account for them growing up, and uh, <laughs> but uh, they, they, they're helping me out as far as what what we do, and uh, you know, when they go to school and 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 uh, they come back and they say, you know, uh, such and such saw me on a video, blah, 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 you know, they don't understand what you know <laughs> what media is. They they've right. grown up with just Facebook and everything, so they they don't understand all this. But it's a great opportunity. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy to bring North Shore Fish Report on. Thank you for the opportunity, and congratulations on the 30 years. You know, I heard you mention the other uh, last Saturday that you've only missed, what was it, three? There's only been three times the show has not aired. That's yeah. incredible. That, In 30 years. That is incredible, that, and that's just a testament to to how much work you put into this, and we, we certainly appreciate it. Well, you it. do a great job on your show. Thank you for it, being part of More Outdoors. And, you know, the thing I love about living in this area is we've got such diversity. And even though you cover a pretty small segment of Louisiana, there's so many different activities from the fresh, the salt, the lake, the marsh, the woods, the swamp, the hunting. you got it all right here. And, and the tributaries that drain, are they start out fresh, and then they gradually go into a a saltwater kind of brackishy area, so you're fishing. You could be fishing a mix, you know, catching bass, redfish, everything, all in the same spot. So maybe we need to shut up. We're going to have too many people moving here. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> and I was writing an article for uh, about Lock One, and talk about a diverse. I mean, from Manchac, the marshes from Manchac to the Pearl River, the West Pearl flow, and Lock One completely locked, where you're fishing like a reservoir, but it looks like a bayou. 
I mean, it's just I'm endless. not Nostradamus, but I play him on the radio every now and then. I'm going to make a prediction. As our coastal marshes erode, subside, and get sea level rise, this area right here is going to become ever more critical and important and get more and more use because it ain't going nowhere. No. We've got the National Wildlife Refuge, which is beautiful. We've got the, the Honey Island Swamp and Boca Chitta National Refuge on top of that. Mm-hmm. This is going to be here for a while, but I think the competition for people to enjoy it is going to be increasingly, it's going to grow exponentially, and, and it's going to have to be managed differently and properly. I can see the day where maybe lotteries just to get into some of these places. Well, let's hope not, but you're right. And, and as, like you said, as the, the fishing moves here, also, the people are moving here. Uh, you know, I, I can see the growth in my website and the popularity of just uh, trying to find, you know, it's the new people moving in, I notice. Uh, you know, I'm just moved here. I want to know where to go. I mean, totally lost. And believe me, this is different fishing from down south where, where I'm originally from. So a lot of knowledge uh, being shared by members, and I'm just glad to be on, on the radio with you, Don. I'm glad you made the trip over this morning. Thanks for coming by. Congratulations. You're a great job. Look forward to working with you. That's Keith Lusher, host of uh, North Shore Fishing Report Radio and also the website. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, I promise Deb Albertson's coming up next. Deb used to listen to us because she did the early morning news on WWL back in those, some of those early days. We'll be back to talk to Deb, and we got more text coming in, 870-870. Okay, we'll get to that one right after this. You're listening to More Outdoors on 101, 105.3 FM HD2, and we live stream at radio.com and dontheoutdoorsguide.com. She don't care for my vision work. All right, celebrating 30 years of uh, network radio broadcast. And actually, I started about four or five years before that doing local broadcasting, but uh, it came to me in a dream to try to put a show together that other stations, besides the one I did it on, might want to carry it, giving it more geographic coverage. And it worked. And my daughter, Cherie, was part of it back there in 1989, 1990. We started it on the last Saturday in July, 1989. Uh, it was in a station, WSLA, 1560 AM in Slidell was the flagship station. That eventually changed and went to Cajun 103.3 in Baton Rouge, became the flagship. And that remained there until 1996 when it moved to WWL, 870 AM as the flagship. I've had various affiliate stations all across the state. Uh, furthest one going east is in Mobile, Alabama, which is uh, WAVH. And then we also have uh, the in Lake Charles, 99.5 FM, and we have uh, KMLB up in Monroe, Louisiana, giving us some really good coverage of the entire state. And one of the persons that used to work at WWL was Deb Albertson. She was a news anchor, and she did the weekend news and was there and probably heard a lot of the foolishness that went on in the control room. Deb, how are you doing this morning? I walked in to the middle of what? Fish? Hunting? What? I'm from North. And I tell you what, I haven't stopped listening since. Congratulations That's on great. 30 years and hopefully another 30 more. Thank you, but I, gotta uh, Deb, tell I don't you, know if I'll make that 30 more. You can do it. You can do it. Trust me. <laughs> now, one, thing, one thing I really miss is Hokie. I saw oh, you guys at His- one day. Did the show from the Rouses one day. It was a hoot. You and Hokey. Yeah, Hokey always was. He always was. Yeah. And there's been a lot of yeah. people this morning that, that brought up his name. 
and yep. uh, we certainly miss him. We lost him way too soon, and uh, what a oh, great yeah. guy he was. And yeah, he was a real hero. Well, Debbie, oh, where yeah. are you now? You calling us from Indiana this morning? Yes, yes, I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, where I've been for the past mm, six years or so, and uh, still trying to w- make my way back south. So my two are favorite still things doing- about the sh- yes. I was going to yes, ask you if you're still doing, doing radio. News? Yes, okay, I good, am. Great. I I telecommute news all over the country, and um, um, it works. I mean, the technology is there. It's amazing. It's it's just amazing. But um, my two favorite things about the show were: let's see, I walked in on day one and walked into the kitchen to get some coffee and went, oh, <laughs> oh my. And one of the guys from the control room said, yeah, Don brings these every morning. That spread of donuts. It was amazing. (laughs) And, of course, as you said earlier, there were always some left on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you the the history of the donuts, what happened with the donuts. Uh, I now have a studio that I named St. Hubert's Cathedral. It's on my place on the North Shore. So I no longer go into the station which means right. I no longer feed the troops with the donuts. Well, when I stopped bringing donuts, it sent panic through the station. Uh, people, <laughs> it was like they were getting these donuts from the government, and they wanted to know where is my don't. They were demanding their donuts. So right. somebody picked it up and, and continued to bring them for a while, but I don't think they, they get the donuts anymore. But, boy, what a great treat well, that was, those nice fresh donuts, you know? The, and they were delicious. They were delicious. They were. My other favorite thing that I discovered a little later on was the opening song. I get as far as it's 4 a.m. and I knew that was it. <laughs> and to yep. this day, the alarm is set to it's 4 a.m. So, <laughs> 30 years later, uh, a billion years yeah, later. Uh huh, uh huh. Well, Deb, uh, keep up your great work with the news. Hope you get to come down here south. If you do, get in touch with us. Love to see it to see oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll go share a donut. We'll go, we'll go get yeah. a donut. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Well, Don, congratulations again on 30 years and hopefully many more. Well, congratulations on your news career, too. That's been, been going on pretty good and seems like it's uh, continuing yeah, that's, for you. Yeah, that's a few out. decades. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Deb. All right, Deb Albertson checking in with us. She used to do the news for WWL while we did the outdoor show. All right, Siri, we got some more text messages coming in. We'll check that phone line, too, in case somebody's trying to call us. The number is 504-260-6368. Yeah, so um, we got a message. Don, Janice, and Cherie, Mike and I are listening and enjoying the anniversary show. Those phone messages were hilarious. It's too early in the morning to laugh that hard. Susie and Mike Carter. Oh, Susie, I know why it's hard for you to laugh. I saw what you did last night. Don't, don't try to fool Don. Don knows better. What else have we got? Uh, God bless you, Don. Congratulations on your 30-year anniversary. You have the patience and determination of a true turkey hunter. Thank you for so many great shows. Longtime listener, Mac from the North Shore. All right. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate that. And all the way over from Ocean Springs, Mississippi, Don, congratulations. Memories of your midweek radio show from Jules in Ocean Springs. Uh, and she said where Al Capone had a house. 
Oh, my, 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 uh, the guy who shares his birthday with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, him and me guy. and Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, we all have the same birthday. All right, who's going to Middle River to, to fish the bridges? Is that Actually, Chris, uh, Basie? You know, yeah, he had told us he was going one place this morning, and so he said the West Pearl is too muddy and the tide is coming in, so he's heading on over to Middle River to fish the bridges. So just giving us an update, keeping us live and headed on where the fish are. All right, we got a few more people here to talk to. We're going to chat with Ronnie Grice, used to be a, a co-member of the Slidell Sportsman's League, which, boy, we miss those Sportsman's League. There's not many of them left. We're going to talk about some of the work they did, chat with him about radio show memories, and also we're going to hear, uh, let's see if we can get this started going. This is a, a radio show that I did in 1994 around April Fool's Day, and let's see if we can get in, uh, let's see, pull 0752. I think this kind of introduced uh, that show on 0752, Doug. And a good Saturday morning this Easter Saturday, April 2nd, 1994. You're tuned to the Outdoor Show. I'm Don Dubuque. Glad to have you along with us this morning for, yes, as I told you at the end of last week's show, possibly our last visit with you. Our show this morning brought to you. Morning light, Louisiana Saturday night. And a good Saturday morning, this Easter Saturday, April 2nd, 1994. You're tuned to the Outdoor Show. I'm Don Dubuque. Glad to have you along with us this morning for, yes, as I told you at the end of last week's show, possibly our last visit with you. Our show this morning brought to you. That was the intro to the show. Here was the decision. Uh, this is on 0744. It's called a decision. What we were talking about earlier, you know. Last week, I told you this might be the final show, and uh, right after the show, we got some phone calls. People were concerned, want to know what was going on. Uh, you know, this is April Fool's weekend, April Fool Day yesterday, and a lot of people thought this might be an April Fool joke, but uh, it's really not. And uh, I've been given another job offer, and uh, but I'm going to really, I'm, I'm a little bit undecided on whether I'm going to take it or not. So I'm going to ask for your help this morning in calling and giving me some encouragement and some advice on whether you think I should stick with this job of outdoor writing and outdoor broadcasting, or should I go on to bigger and better things? All right, and so um, we're going to let you hear what prompted me back then to maybe try to get caught up in that conundrum or decision-making. Listen to this on 0749. This is Margaritaville. My, why my way to do it. And, yes, it's going to be tough to get through this morning. All of our lines are tied up. I guess people want to talk about uh, my decision that I have to make, whether I'm going to stay or leave or, or what. And Let me fill you in on, on what I'm thinking about doing, uh, possibly a new career move. You know, just recently I ran into a fellow who introduced himself, told me he heard me on the radio, and said he thought I had a pretty good voice and wondered if I ever tried my hand at singing. And I told him, well, no, not really. He said, well, I'd like for you to maybe... Cut a recording and let, let, let's just take a listen and, and see what we can do. And, and we did that. And after we did, he said, you've really got some potential. And I think you might be able to be ready to make the move, to, the big move up to Nashville. And so this is what I'm considering doing is giving up this fisherman. He's writing for these magazines and newspapers and fishing on TV and broadcasting this show and doing promotions with our affiliate stations on weekends and all that kind of stuff for the big glamorous life up in Nashville. Now, what I want you to do is pay close attention, listen very closely to this recording, and then call me and let me know what you think I should do. Coming up right here. Maybe an old sponge cake Watching the sun bake 
comes the good part. I like it. Strumming my six string on my front porch swing. Is that talent or what? Smell of those shrimp and beginning to boil. Sing it, man. Y'all sing along with me. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. But I know it's nobody's fault. Look out, Jimmy Buffett. know the reason I've been here all season Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo But it's a real beauty A Mexican beauty How it got here I This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.